Welcome to this segment from J Revolution. We are a non-profit evangelism and discipleship organization aiming to evangelize and disciple the lost, as well as help believers deepen their relationship and intimacy with God. We hope that you will be greatly blessed by this segment taken from our J Revolution Neogenesis program. Understanding Sin and Sin's Trajectory If you could trace any sin's trajectory from start to end, you would find that sin usually moves from one generation to the next, although it can sometimes be difficult to trace because sin has a long-reaching impact. It's easy to see this if you study some family lines where you can see divorce, abuse, alcoholism and addictions moving down from one generation to another. To illustrate this, let's trace the trajectory of a sin that has some obvious consequences. We will look at the sin of adultery. The scenario is as follows. A married man and woman who work together in the same company start having an affair. The man has two kids and the woman has one daughter. At first, it seems as if there is no impact and they believe no one will ever find out. They start to spend more time away from their families and neglect family time and spend more time meeting and messaging one another in secret. As a result, a lot of tension, fighting and arguments ensue in the homes, having a negative impact emotionally on both the spouses and the children. Eventually, the children's education and health start to suffer because of the stressful home environments. More than a year later, the cheating spouses get caught. When they are both confronted about the affair, they blame circumstances as well as any issues they have with their spouses. Both cheating spouses never really take any responsibility or ownership for their actions and decisions. Both families are thrown into a whirlwind of deeper tension, hurt, betrayal and confusion, and over time ending in divorce. In the long term, the affected children are emotionally impacted and damaged, affecting their ability to have healthy relationships and families as adults. A few generations down the line, divorce becomes a pattern. Negative behavioral tendencies and addictions are a common thread throughout these families. In this example, you can see that sin has created a legacy of brokenness throughout many generations. All sin has a trajectory, but some sin may not be as easy to trace as in the example we illustrated. The thing about sin is that when you commit it, it generally not only harms you, but it also harms and hurts those around you too. As you can see from the example we looked at, sin destroys and harms many people's lives, families and futures. Whenever you commit sin, big or small, it always has a trajectory. Now if you start thinking about the trajectory of jealousy, hate, murder, revenge, you can start to imagine how devastating the outcomes could be. Today the world is a scary place to be in. Have you ever wondered why nations, politicians and leaders 
just don't make better decisions or do the right thing? This is because sin is alive and active and impacting the world around us. Sin is everywhere and the craziness we see in politics and nations is ultimately the result of sin. Today, the lines between right and wrong are becoming more and more blurred and increasingly more difficult for people to identify. But remember, no matter how minor a sin may seem, sin always has a trajectory and consequences attached to it. It is just the degree that may vary. Now that you understand that you live in a world suffering from a universal spiritual epidemic and that you are spiritually disconnected, you may be wondering what the solution is. As we discussed previously, mankind lives independently from God and the result is our spiritual sinful epidemic, which hinders our ability to communicate with God. Today, you have a choice. You can remain the way you are or you can use the bridge that God has provided for you to get back into your original created state, a restored spiritual state which is in relationship with him. We will call this Neogenesis. Neogenesis, a new beginning. In order to bridge the gap, God provided a permanent way to reconnect us to him. All ancient civilizations made sacrifices and offerings to their gods, not only as an offering of thankfulness for life and blessing, but also to receive cleansing from wrongdoing in the eyes of their gods. This was true of the majority of these civilizations who at that time lived continents apart from each other, yet they all displayed the same behavior. This only mimics the inherent instinctual behavior within all mankind, which is to offer sacrifices for wrongdoing or to try to obtain favor through good behavior. Very often, when we are guilty of having wronged another person, we illustrate this type of behavior. We try to obtain favor in different ways, either through making sacrifices or by giving gifts, by investing more time with them or trying to change our behavior in other ways in order to improve the person's perception of us. We try to change or sacrifice in some way in order to restore the relationship. Maybe you can remember a time when you displayed similar behavior in order to try to restore a relationship or change someone's perception or view of you. This is subconscious, instinctive behavior within our nature, which knows that we have a need for forgiveness and that we fall short due to sin in our lives. God desired to restore a relationship with us and understood the harmful and devastating impact of sin in our lives. Therefore, he started a process with the end goal of completely freeing us from the power, control and consequences of sin. The start of the process was when he introduced the law and sacrifice. The law was the Ten Commandments, which explained to mankind what sin is, while sacrifice is giving a portion of their first and best produce, livestock or harvest for each time the commandments were broken. The consequence of sin is spiritual death, and when an animal was being sacrificed for a particular sin, it signified that they were taking that penalty of death upon them instead. This made people mindful and aware of sin in their lives and its seriousness. 
Sacrifice dealt with sin and its consequences to an extent, but it did not have a lasting impact because it was an external practice that had to be continuously repeated each time they sinned. Inside them, nothing had changed. With no internal change, their sinful nature still ruled and controlled them. Permanent change must be from the inside out. Therefore, something that could permanently fulfill the law and requirement for sacrifice had to be instituted. This was the next and final step in God's process to restore us back to himself and to bring lasting change on the inside of us, our spiritual rebirth. In order to bring about this spiritual rebirth and to deal with our sinful nature and reinstate our identity as sons of God, a permanent payment for our sin would have to be made. This would restore our relationship with God and our spiritual authority as well. When the law and sacrifice were introduced, it proved that mankind could not provide a sacrifice which could permanently eradicate sin in their lives and restore their identity and spiritual state. The type of sacrifice required had to be blameless and pure, free of sin, and of a higher spiritual order to reinstate the authority lost by our forefather Adam. There was no sacrifice on earth that could be provided by mankind to restore what was lost once and for all. If there was no solution provided, we would still have to follow the law and sacrifice for our sins regularly and repeatedly. Even though the animal sacrifice could be perfect in physical appearance, free from defect, an animal is only made of soul and body, rendering it as an inadequate sacrifice for the human spiritual state. The sacrifice had to essentially possess a spirit, soul and body. There was no human being who could make the sacrifice as all have been born with a sinful nature and have committed sin. Therefore, God provided what mankind was unable to provide, a sacrifice that is pure human and of a higher spiritual authority, one that fully embodied the two things that man needed and had lost. He had to be a son, for sonship, spiritual authority was lost. He had to be righteous and free from sin, for that was also lost. He would have to embody both these characteristics and only God himself could meet these requirements to permanently and legally reinstate us. Stay tuned and find out more next week about our spiritual state and how God made a way for us to have a personal and intimate relationship with him. Thank you for taking the time to listen. We hope you enjoyed this segment from our J Revolution Neogenesis program. For access to our full program and other free resources we have available to help you deepen your relationship with God, visit us at www.jrevolution.net. 